Welcome to Season 2 of the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Program brought to you by Fundraising University. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches, activities directors, in enhancing the student-athlete experience and life skill development that's a critical component of our educational system. Every month, Fundraising University brings you a live group coaching session around mastering mental performance, creating championship culture, and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed. Be sure to apply to be part of Coaching Matters Season 2 at coachingmatters.org. Again, apply to be part of Season 2 at coachingmatters.org. Super excited to join everybody here. Hello and welcome to Coaching Matters. I'm Brian Kane, host of the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Program, and this is season number two. I want to first start off by thanking our sponsor, Mike Bahoon, founder and CEO of Fundraising University. And for those of you who may be joining us for the first time, I'd like to give you a brief introduction of who Fundraising University is by playing this great video that we have uh, about the program. So uh, let's take a look here and learn a little bit more about Fundraising University as we kick off Coaching Matters season number two. Super excited that you've joined us here. Let's go ahead and get this started the right way. Ready to fire it up and go. Whoop, we got people in the waiting room. Let's get them all in. And let's rock and roll. Uh, yes, born and raised in Colorado, uh, played locally high school at Columbine High School, won a state championship there, uh, played college football up at Northern Colorado, so state and state, uh, coached at several high schools around the area, uh, most recently Eagle Crest, uh, Valor before that, won a couple championships there, and then I've been the head coach here at Mount Vista for three years now. I think the biggest thing is you make a clear expectation just like you do for everything you do in a program, whether that's practice, whether that's lifting, whether that's you know how you play, how you dress, how you do everything. We had a certain number of cards each kid needed to sell, and we don't really take excuses for that any more than we wouldn't take excuses for missing a practice. So really setting the culture up to where you know the kids are bought into it. Um, this is the only fundraiser that we do. We make it clear that this is the most important thing that we do because of that, um, and the kids bought into it. The expectation for me and my staff is that there are no excuses to not sell them. So, And it's not about the card, it's more about building that sense of community and using the card really as a tool for that. I think just the, the ease and, and use of it, I think it was easy to sell. I think. Obviously getting the vendors around here to buy in and, and be a part of the, the program was huge too. And I think just the way that this is set up, the way the program is set up, it's easy for me as a coach to, to put it together and it makes it a lot easier on the kids. When I'm not stressing about it, the kids aren't gonna stress on it. So I think the $30 card honestly sold more. I mean, it did sell more. We sold more cards at 30 than we did at 20. So that was irrelevant to me here. Again, I don't think it was about the card. I think it was about our kids getting out in the community and the community supporting our kids in our school. You know, it was just the, the meetings and the check-ins with the kids to make sure we were on track. Um, and then having those, you know, individual conversations with kids that weren't meeting where we needed them to be every few days. I mean, overall, not very much work at all. Because again, I think it's a self-sustainable system and the kids did a great job and our community did a, good, did a great job of supporting it. 
Uh, we just bought new squat racks for our weight room. Those are not cheap, so that was a big part of it. Uh, we're gonna do another new Jordan uniform next year, which will be a big part of that too. So giving it back to the kids because they earned it and they deserve it. I think the ease of use, I think that the group and the, the gentleman that worked with us, uh, Mr. Morse was awesome. I mean, he's a former coach. He knows what's going on and he knows how busy coaches are. Um, he did a great job of checking in. He did a great job of checking in with the kids. And I think any, any way that you can be with a company that takes the pressure off of me as the coach or my coaching staff, I would, I would encourage people to use that. Because again, we have enough going on that a lot of people look at fundraisers and think, oh, it's a bunch of work I have to do. But fund, fundraiser, you did a great job of doing all the work for us and really just getting our kids out in the community, which was awesome. So I would definitely use this company you know, moving forward just because of that. Awesome. So if you're looking to dream big and raise more, Fundraising University is the company that's going to help you to do that as a high school coach. And uh, super excited today to welcome our guest to the first call in season two of Coaching Matters, Justin Tucker. He's been a high school coach. He's a mental performance coach. He's been in a part of the system now for probably over a decade. And he's also a Fundraising University rep. Justin, super excited to have you be our kickoff guest presenter here on season two of Coaching Matters. Thanks for joining us, Justin. No, I appreciate it, Brian. Um, looking forward to all the information that we can give today. Yeah, and I know one of the things you're going to talk today a lot about are strategies that coaches can use to kind of close that gap from where they are to where they want to be, right? A lot of coaches talk about with their athletes becoming that best version of you. You know, in a lot of programs, that's their mission. We want to help you become the best version of you. And today, you're going to give strategies from your career as a coach, your career in mental performance, your career, career in working with Fundraising University about how people can do that and make that best investment into themselves. So super excited to have you here. I'm going to make you a co-host so that you can uh, share your screen and kind of get it going. So Justin, maybe give us a little background if you would, just kind of in terms of your coaching career and how you got to where you are today as a, a rep with Fundraising University and a top mental performance coach. Yeah, so my background is uh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio, uh, born and raised, uh, played college baseball at Lindsey Wilson and Sinclair uh, Community College. Uh, went on to coach a couple years of college baseball and then uh, moved on to a, a high school job. So I, uh, the, as, as a lot of people know, the, uh, the college coaching world isn't very friendly to your bank account. So we had to go get a real job for a while. So um, that's where that came from. And then um, from there, that's how I got into mental performance was uh, high school baseball. Awesome. And now, and then from that path of, you know, being a, a successful high school coach and in mental performance and doing that, obviously as a high school coach, you had to do a lot of fundraising to provide the awesome opportunities for your kids and, and program that you did. And now you're working with fundraising university. Talk a little bit about that transition for yourself, if you would. Yeah, the, uh, the biggest part and the reason why I made the jump was the fact that uh, I thought it was a great opportunity to keep helping kids but not having to have the uh, have to run my own program all, at, at all times. Hmm. Uh, I have a family now, and so uh, that that becomes more important each each day. So the time that was spent making sure that uh, practice plans and kids were good on the ball field are now spent uh, changing diapers and uh, having fun with those yahoos. So uh, just a little change in uh, just a little change in perspective and uh, and what was important to me. So uh, coming into fundraising, you. Uh, I had done fundraising as a high school coach. So, you know, we've sold cards just like we sell cards. Uh, I don't think we did anywhere near what we can do at fundraising university based on 
everything that I've heard since I've, since I've been with the company. So, uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, well, actually when we were, when we were there, we spent all of our money making our clubhouse. We bought our lockers, we bought our floors, we bought the whiteboards, we bought the desk. That's what we used our, that's what we used most of our money for. So we, we had to have it or we weren't going to have those amenities that most top programs do. Yeah. And I think that's one of the great things, Justin, that fundraising university does is it, is it allows coaches who have a dream, who have a vision, but don't have a budget because high school sports around the country, unfortunately are getting less funded by the schools than they've ever been, whether it's because of a pandemic or it's because of, you know, budgets or, or an economy, whatever it is. So as a coach, if you still want to provide the best opportunity for your student athletes to maximize their experience, you're going to have to do a lot of that work on your own. And I think that's the thing that has always attracted me to fundraising university is just how easy they make it for coaches. Definitely. We want to take that, that time away from you and let us handle that. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Uh, we we want to be the we want to be in in your school, making you the most money with the least interference possible. Yeah, I love that. You know, and Justin, one of the things that that you've been you know so instrumental with in in terms of our relationship and just as long as I've known you is your ability to simplify the complex, your ability to help athletes and coaches develop themselves into becoming the best version of themselves. And I know tonight you were going to share some strategies in terms of how people could do that. So super excited uh, to have you kind of get that going. Thanks for being with us again. Oh, not a problem. I appreciate it, Brian. So let me share my screen here. Yeah, sure. Of course, it's not going to allow me to do it. So. Mm. I need to make you a host. Let's see. And well, Justin is troubleshooting that on his end. Let's have everybody open up the chat. And if everyone would open up the chat, please just go ahead and post where you're calling in from. Uh, you know, if, if you're a coach, what sport you're coaching, what school you're at, if you're a business owner, where you're calling in from, where in the country, go ahead and post that inside of our chat. Justin, anything I can do to help you? Are you, uh, what's happening? I just, I, I just shared the, my, uh, presentation with you so you could put it up. How did you share that with me? Uh, through your uh, fundraising, you email. Got it. Perfect. So while we're digging this out and getting this going, if everybody would go ahead and go into the chat and please go ahead and post, what is it? Where you're, what is it that you do? Where are you coaching? Where are you calling in from? That would be great. Uh, Justin, would you share that again with Brian at briancane.com, please? Yep. Good to go. All right, fantastic. So I will do a screen share here and bring that up for you. Technology, beautiful thing. Hard to exist without it. Wouldn't be here without Zoom. Here we are. Perfect. Justin, glad you're here, man. Just let me know when you need me to move this along for you. Yeah, so I just want to thank everybody for being here and uh, taking the time to uh, hear what i have to say so uh after hearing mike this morning and the calls that are coming we are in for a, a great season of coaching matters calls so uh just uh yeah we'll get started here it is this is me in 2014 ish i think in notre dame's locker room i drove seven hours 
because Brian said he was going to be there and he would give me about five minutes of his time. And this is what I, at, at the time, this is what I needed. Uh, I went up, spent the time with Brian and uh, got to learn the mental game for the first time really in person. So now you're screenshotting and I see you. Yeah. 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 So uh, I just wanted everybody to see that, you know, it doesn't, you don't always start where you want to finish. So uh, my, my way into the mental game was I got to see Brian at the ABCA in 2011 uh, in Nashville. That was my first time. Uh, my, my coach at Sinclair, Steve Deneman, let me sleep on his floor so I could go and uh, got to see that. And I wasn't really bought in yet. You know, we talk about the four stages of buy-in. Uh, I, I enjoyed the presentation, but I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have a need for it yet, or at least I didn't think that I had a need for it yet. So, um, and then as a high school baseball coach, we actually, uh, went to a regional semifinal and we had a kid that just didn't, uh, didn't have the moment, didn't have the routine or the, uh, mental capacity to, uh, win, win the moment and uh he did he made a mistake that most of us wouldn't have made and you just look at each other and go how did that happen and to me it was very obvious that we didn't give him the tools to use to be in the moment to have that pressure situation not be a pressure situation so uh after that i got into all of brian's books dvds i uh, entered the inner circle and uh I was literally sitting at work in between breaks, reading toilets, bricks, fix hooks and pride and trying to learn as much as I, as much as I possibly could, uh, through that time. So next slide, Brian. Yep. So this is where we're at now. Uh, it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, there's been a lot of hard work and, uh, I look forward to uh, showing you how that's been done. Next slide. Yep. So the strategies I've used, these are the 10 pillars of peak performance. I actually use them every day in my life. Uh, I'm not going step by step for this to show you how uh, each one of them do it. I just came up with the top five that I that I thought would be the uh, the biggest um, bang for your buck. Awesome. So we're talking about the top five mental performance strategies that kind of you used, you've used in your career from, you know, being, being, being a young coach, driving seven hours to the University of Notre Dame. Thank you, former Coaching Matters guest Mick Aoki for allowing you in that locker room and in that meeting, right? As he, he doesn't was, even know I was there. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> as he was the coach there into yep. you know, now you talking about taking the 10 pillars of mental performance and how you use those in your life. Well, Justin, talk a little bit about kind of this concept of self-awareness and maybe give us a little bit of a, of a, a snapshot shot into you know how you use uh habit share and a well better how to kind of build that self-awareness yeah so the first step obviously is from getting to where you are to where you want to be is understanding where you are uh yeah i think that's huge right I, like, like, like at, at that point, i think that's huge justin i'm sorry i'm gonna jump in here for a second of, of just if you want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be you have to first identify where you are, right? And that's where awareness kicks in. Most people will go through life not necessarily having that awareness of where they are, but they have an idea of where they want to go, right? They talk about setting these big goals, but they don't know where they are and they don't have a strategy to close the gap. And that's what I think is so good about this call is you're going to give five strategies for people to close the gap. Let's roll. Love it. Start with self-awareness, man. What do you got? Yeah. So, uh, self-awareness, uh, 
my self-awareness was the scale that said 260 at one point uh, a long time ago, but that's what it said. And then that kind of like, it was like, oh, that's, that's getting up there. Uh, you know, I was a form as a former college athlete, I was probably eating and drinking as much as I was and not doing near as much uh, physical activity. Uh, I was doing, I had a factory job that was third shift. That's where I started. And uh, I just knew that I had to find a way to get better. And there had to be a way to, to do that. Um, you know, I was at the uh, total immersion for the inner circle, Brian's first one. And he brought me on stage to be a, to, to present about uh, my MVP process. And I'll never forget it. I couldn't find the video. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but I literally said at the end of it that I didn't like my job. Didn't like it. So to me, when I, when I heard that again, because I went back and replayed it, I was like, if this isn't where I want to be, then how are we going to make it better? Hmm. So that, that was, that was part of the, uh, you know, that's part of self-awareness and understanding that you have to be there and you have to, uh, you know, you may not like where you are. You may love where you are, but there's always a way to get better. Uh, the, the strategies I use for self-awareness is habit share, which I share with Brian. Uh, as you can see, this is a, this is a screenshot of my habit share, uh, today. So, um, I've been using it now since about, uh, April. I think that's when I came out and saw Brian last, uh, from my interview for fundraising university. And then Well Better How, I use almost on a daily basis, you know, and it doesn't have to be written down. It doesn't have to be formal. Uh, what, what do we do well today? What do we need to do better? And how are we going to do it? So uh, it really comes down to just being uh, being aware of where you want to go and how you're going to get there. So, J Justin, what I want to do, if we can here, is kind of hop in and out of sort of presentation and also some Q&A because, you know, for our, for our guests who are here, let's, you know, because, again, I think I believe in the power of a single idea and the power of a single idea is a concept I picked up from from a mentor of ours, you know, Dr. Rob Gilbert with Success Hotline. Right. And he talks a lot about. Um, there's one day that can change your life. And for me, that one day was July 4th, 2000, walking into a Barnes and Noble in Boston, Massachusetts, and picking up the book Heads Up Baseball. I now have the author's face tattooed on my heart in Ken Revisa. Another one of those one days was March 2006 when I heard Dr. Rob Gilbert of Success Hotline talk about uh, present at a student athlete leadership conference in Vermont. And if it wasn't for the fundraising group that we were working with back in 2006 uh, in, in Vermont, we wouldn't have been able to bring our kids to this event and pay for the hotel rooms for them to go hear Dr. Rob Gilbert. And I don't know if that changed our kids' lives, but I'll tell you, it changed mine. You know, and if you're if you're on this call or, or catching this call on our podcast or catching it on YouTube and you don't listen to Success Hotline with Dr. Rob Gilbert, please do. Please go into your podcast app and search for Success Hotline or... Go ahead and call this phone number I'm going to post in the chat, 973-743-4690. In that one day where Dr. Gilbert speaks for 90 minutes, and at the end he says, look, I don't know what you're going to get out of today, but I do know this. If you call Success Hotline every day moving forward, you'll get a lot more than you did out of today. And I went, oh, that's interesting. So I started calling. It's changed my life. So the power of a single idea, Justin's going to share with us five strategies. The first was really two, right? With self-awareness, strategy number one, habit share, success checklist, strategy number two, well, better how. So for you on this call right now, you, I want you to ask yourself the honest question. Are you keeping a success checklist? Are you doing it daily? 
Are you allowing yourself to get distracted? Are you doing a well, better how analysis? If you are, how often? Is it once a month? Is it once a week? Is it every Friday on your admin day? Is it Sunday? Is it Monday morning? I did mine this morning. I try to do them on Sunday. My, I did mine this morning on a Monday morning. Justin, when do you do your well, better how reflection? So we have a corporate call that we do a well, better how of the work week on Fridays. And then, uh, but daily it's, it's at night and during my PM routine. Nice. So PM routine. And are you writing that down or are you kind of having the conversation with yourself to reflect? Nope. Just having a conversation in my head and myself. Nice. And I think that's yep. something that everybody can do, right? If you, it, it, Gilbert talks about the three-step success cycle, prepare, perform, reflect. And we got coaches on this call. We got competitors on this call. We got entrepreneurs on this call. Ask yourself how much time for you goes into preparing, performing, and reflecting. And for most people, the least amount of time goes into the reflection. And the problem with that is that's where the learning happens. The learning happens in the reflection. But we don't reflect. Why? Because we don't know how. Here's how you reflect. You've created a success, a success checklist, habit chair or paper and pencil that says these are the behaviors I want to do on a daily basis to thank you, Justin Tucker, close the gap from where I am to where I want to be. Here's what I'm going to do. And your reflection is, did I do what I said I was going to do today? And then after that, go, okay, what I do well today, give yourself some credit because there's always things you do well. What do I want to do better? Because we can't be complacent. We can't be satisfied. We got to be pushing the envelope to get better. And then how are you going to do it? Be strategic. So Justin, self-awareness, habit share, well, better how. Love that, man. Let's move on to our second principle or second strategy you wanted to share today about coaches needing coaches, man. I love this one. Unpack this for us. Yeah, so uh, this is actually, I don't remember where you said it, Brian, but I heard you say it at some point. Uh, coaches need coaches. Uh, what really what really hit me and what really kicked me in was the top golfers in the world have a coach with them almost 24-7, seven, seven, you know, 24-7, 365, and every Joe Blow that goes to hacks on the golf course thinks he should be as good as they are hmm. and they'd never have seen a swing coach or anything else ever before. It, it, when, when I, when I bring it, when I break it down like that for people, I'm like, especially when I go golfing, I'm like, Hey, like you think you're supposed to be this good, but like these guys have trainers all the time and they're, they, they make mistakes too. They make bad shots. So, um, you know, there's always something to learn from somebody else. Uh, there's always somebody, an, an expert in the fields that you're in that probably have more experience than you. Uh, I guess it's one of those, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room uh, quotes. So uh, when you said this, it really got me thinking about my physical training is what it really came down to. And for me, uh, coaches need coaches. And I was like, well, I don't want to pay for a personal trainer every day because they're just going to put me through the same thing. So I started CrossFit. Uh, every class has a trainer, go over the routine. You know, some people love it. Some people hate it. But for me, it, it was, it was having the coach, you know, I, I can go run on my own. I can go do my own thing. You know, I can go to the gym. I know how to make a five day split, but it really came down to having somebody there that was going to hold me accountable and teach me what I needed to know day in and day out. Same goes with your nutrition. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And there's people that here, maybe even on this call that have way more information and can help you get to where you want. 
And then of course, mental performance. You know, there, there are tons of people in this world, Brian Kane, Rob Gilbert, uh, the kites, you know, guys that you can go and listen to and have so much information that it just becomes, it almost becomes reckless not to. When Once you understand that it's out there and that you have this ability to have this on all, all this information, then, then why not, right? Same thing goes with your occupation, whatever it is. Uh, if you're in sales, somebody's been in sales longer. Somebody's probably done it better. Uh, you know, we have a system at Fundraise University and Fundraising University, and I think it's uh, I think it's great. I've gotten more training on the sales side in six months or less than I had three years in sales before mm. at my old job. So just really learning and taking that all in has really been helpful. You know, Justin, I love that concept that, that coaches need coaches and you're talking about, you know, whether again, this goes into any area, right? Like I'm a new parent. I've got a daughter who's four months old. Like I've asked more parenting questions of people in the last four months than I had in the last previous 40 years, you know, and I don't know about any of the new parents out there, but like, I feel like I pay way more attention to kids now when I'm out and parents and see what they're doing and kind of learn from it. Right. And coaches need coaches. So like, I want a parenting coach, you know, how do I, how do I do that? Like you, when, when I have a business coach, I have a speaking coach, I had a mental performance mentor and Dr. Ken Revisa, right? So, so whatever it is you want to be great at, here's the key someone's already done it and someone will give you the pathway and speed up your learning curve. Our friend, Bill Moziello, who's going to be our next coaching matters, uh, group coaching program, uh, guest in August, right. Who just went from TCU to Ohio state. He's got in his locker room, two mindsets written down, two mindsets on the two walls in the locker room. One thoughts become things and two success leaves clues. And when we talk about success leaves clues, that's exactly what you're saying here, Justin, and coaches need coaches. So wherever you want to get better, someone has a system and a process that you can take and you can borrow and you can use to make yourself better. Whatever it is, whether it's action selling with Mike Effinger training you on the nine steps of action selling, or it's Matt Johnson with his six pack fitness backpack talking about nutrition or Justin Tucker talking about his MVP process that he created for himself or he created for, um, you know, your team we used to coach, like it's there. You just got to ask. And if you don't ask, what's the answer? No, no. So you got to ask. So right now we got two strategies, building self-awareness, right? Building self-awareness, habit share, and well, better how. We know that coaches need coaches and you got to get coaches in training, nutrition, mental performance, especially your occupation. And Justin, I think one of the things you said that you got more training in sales in six months with fundraising you than you did in the last six years with the other position. Is that right? Correct. Three years, but yeah. How about that? Let me ask you this with the training that you got in six months, what would you say that's done for your confidence in terms of being a rep in, in sales in this case, more so maybe than you had in the previous three years? I definitely have a plan going into every meeting that I have. And I have the confidence to know that the system that we have in place works. Hmm. System and a process that you can follow in terms of the nine steps of action selling, where am I at in the process? And I know where I want to go. It's no different than coaching, right? Like if I'm coaching, I'm not just sitting down having a conversation with somebody. Like I know, okay, this is what it looks like. This is where we want to go. I'm going to assess where you're at and how do I take you along this journey to get you to where you want to be? That's what a process is. The problem is, right, everyone says, trust the process. The problem is they don't have one. 
or at least the one that they have isn't maybe as defined or developed as it could be. So in any aspect of your life, let's try work to identify what that process is for us that gives us the best chance for success. And Justin, you know, I think what I love about these, these five strategies you're sharing is that the next strategy is about accelerating your learning curve, which getting a coach is going to help you to do. And you actually put on here, success leaves clues. I didn't even see that until I just switched the slide. What are the odds of that? It's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. I didn't even see that until now. Wow. Accelerate yeah, your curve. Yeah. Accelerate, accelerate your learning curve. So, uh, like we talked about, you know, coaching your coaches, but, you know, I, if I hadn't asked, to, if I hadn't got on your calendar, Brian, and, and saw that you were at Notre Dame and that was the closest you were going to be, I probably still wouldn't have seen you in person. And that's okay. And I would have had tons of information from you, from your books, your podcast every day, the interviews on YouTube or anywhere else. You know, and it's not just you, it's, it's everybody, you know, they're, they're, you can figure out, you know, their sales podcasts, there's, there's nutrition podcasts, there's everything we just talked about. It's out there for you to, to get going. So, you know, when, when you, when you have somebody that is, that is there and you is where you want to be, there is no reason to not dig into what they did, how they did it, try and try and get a hold of them, you know. A lot of people will give you a little bit of their time just because you're willing to ask for it. You know, you said, you know, if you don't ask it, the answer is no. And that's always true. It's just the fact that most people are too scared to ask. Yeah. And I think when, you know, so I'm going to ask you, Justin, in terms of, of podcast books, you know, interviews, maybe a podcast it can be an interview. YouTube obviously could be an interview, could be a video. What are some of the best resources that you have that you feel like have really moved the needle for you in the sense of like saying this podcast changed my life, this book changed my life, this interview, this YouTube video, what are some of those high leverage move the needle pieces of content that you would share with our listeners today? Yeah, so my my biggest has been uh, Automobile University. Uh, I I am uh, subscribed to Audibles. I get a new book every month, and I listen to it in the car on the way to work. Now I listen to it while I'm working because we're in the car all the time. As Lindsay says, we work from our cars, not from our homes. So uh, just a little shout out to her for that one. But uh, the books that that really that really hit is Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. Uh, I think that was a huge mindset twist for me. Mm. And, it, and it happened to be the fact that uh, my assistant coach was running a half marathon and Brian's like, you should run it with him, be his accountability partner. And I took that as a challenge and I did. And so I'm training for this half marathon at 235 pounds or whatever I was and listening to can't hurt me for every mile of it. So uh, actually, I think the first time that I saw anything on uh, David was at the Inner Circle Total Immersion when you showed his video. Uh, that was a, that was a start, and uh, went from there. Uh, Jocko's books have been great. I, I think he's got like five or six of them now. Uh, the kids actually have the the kids for the uh, Warrior Kids version now. Um, Andy Frischella, he's got a great podcast. You know, he's doing the 75 hard and uh, his kids books. If you have kids, his kids books are unbelievable. Otis and Charlie are the coolest. There's like five or six of them. You can get them 
all by, you know, you can get them as a bundle. You can get them all at once. Uh, tons of great information about mental toughness and different ways of life, uh, a better way of life for those kids. And my, my three-year-old, she loves them. So uh, that's something that, you know, it, it's, it's good. It's good for me. Cause I know what she's, what she's hearing and what she's going for. And like, they have one that's like about playing to win. And the, the one dog doesn't want to keep score because she feels bad. And then, you know, the other dogs are like, this isn't fun. You got to keep score to know where you're going to. So, you know, so you know what's going on with your life, just like habit share. Hmm. Um, you know, if you don't know where you're going, then you're not going to, you're not going to have any success because you're just going off in different directions. And Crosley will be, you know, we'll, we'll be doing something. She'd be like, no, we got to play to win dad. And like, just at three years old, that, that matters. Like it's, it, it makes you smile. It makes you smirk, but it's like, she's listening. She's getting those concepts that, you know, we all need. So uh, those are great. Uh, I saw in the chat, Mike wants the name of those books, Mike, I'll send them over to you. Um, I don't know exactly. Uh, what was his first one? Uh, Discipline equals freedom is the first one I believe from Jocko. So yeah, if you just go to Amazon and search Jocko Wellink, you'll find them all. You know, search yeah. Andy Andy Frisell, you'll find them all. Um, you know, and they're all in there. And I think I think one of the cool things with with the success leaves clues, right, is picking a topic. And I think sometimes, I know I did this early in my career, Justin, is is I would I would jump around topic to topic and like I might listen to something on on business. And the next day I'm listening to something on mental performance. The next day I'm listening to something on team building. The next day I'm listening to something on being time management and organization. And it really slowed down my learning curve. And it slowed down my learning curve because I didn't have that singular focus to say, I'm going to attack this one area. And as a coach, I'd watch a video on pitching, a video on bunting, a video on base running. And guess what? We didn't do anything with it. Why? Because I didn't get it all in one video. You know, I got an idea. Oh, that's cool. No, what are you doing with it? Right. So like taking a quarter of a month and we're early in July now, right. As we start season two coaching matters here, July, 2022, you can take July, August, September, quarter three of 2022. You can revolutionize an area, an aspect of your life. Maybe you want to go into, maybe you want to master the nine steps of action selling. Maybe you want to master self self-care. Maybe you want to master habits. Maybe you want to master time management. Maybe you want to master just getting clarity on what your goals are with an MVP process. Whatever it is for you, pick one topic area and go all in for 90 days. When I first started to develop the 10 pillars, right, I took a quarter and went, let's talk, let's learn about mindset. What I read was related to mindset. The videos I watched related to mindset. The podcast I went through related to mindset. The next 90 days, I went through and said, what's pillar two? Motivation and commitment. So I went through research on motivation and commitment. I went through books on motivation and commitment. I picked one topic area. And it's like you get that singular focus. And what you find is success leaves clues. What you find is that a lot of the experts say the same things. It's like if you talk to any mental performance coach on the planet, you're going to hear them at some point say, focus on the things you can control. Let go of the things that you can't. You hear them say, you should have a routine for what you do in performance to keep you consistent because the routine is going to get you closer to the zone. They're all going to say that. So when you hear what all the experts in an area, sales, nutrition, fitness, the ones that you've listed, Justin, when you hear what they say, that's what you would pay attention to. But don't be a content hopper. 
Actually, let me, let me phrase this. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I would advise <laughs> you to not be a content hopper. I would suggest that you pick one content area and you dive in and you go deep total immersion learning style, right? Because there's three steps to maximum growth. Please take these down. Three steps to maximum growth. Number one, total immersion learning. Dive all in for 90 days on a topic. Step two, spaced repetition. Then touch your notes on that topic every day for five minutes moving forward. Step three, accountability partner and a plan. And ultimately, I think what we want to try to do is with accountability partners, whether you share your habit, share with a friend, share well, better how with a friend, you find that mentor to ask for help. You're listening to those podcasts in Automobile University where Justin talked about turning your car into a learning library, turning your car into a seminar. It's brilliant. Brilliant ideas. And it's going to help you accelerate your learning curve, which is principle number three that Justin's talking about today. Let's go to principle number four, surrounding yourself with talent. Five people you hang out with most. Give it to us, JT. Yeah. So, I mean, it's quite obvious that the people that you hang out with are going to have the biggest influence uh, on your life. And uh, I think the key, and like you've said before, Brian, is that that person doesn't have to, you may never see that person. Mm. Uh, Rob Gilbert has been... Rob Gilbert has been for most of us with uh, Success Hotline. You know, I've been calling him for probably five or six years now. Never met the guy. Might not ever meet the guy. And that's fine. Uh, you know, listening to Jocko Willink's podcast for the last five years. Probably never going to meet him, but I've learned a lot from him. So uh, things like that. And then you know, the, the picture was a, a homage to our uh, mountain hike of forming a human chain. Yes. Uh, last, last couple weeks ago, I uh, had to get that in there for Q and Dave. And uh, love it because the people, the people that you are with, you have, you have, you have to learn from them. And no matter if you, uh, you know, you're either seeking it or, uh, or not, they're going to have an influence on your life. Mm. And the, and if you don't watch who you have around you and, what and what they say and what they do, they will change it. They will change your life for the positive and negative. Now, definitely, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you're hanging out with people, you know, if your assistant coaches are all about hanging out all night and drinking and having fun, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's going to be the life you probably live too. Yeah, well, there's and, a, there's something wrong with that if you want to be great. Correct. Yeah, it's like it's like Nick Saban says: it takes what it takes. There's really no choice. Amen. The choices are already there, right? The path is already laid out in front of you. It takes what it takes. So right. when you study successful people and you look at what they do and you follow those, those, that path, right? Like that's that, I love that when you just said it takes what it takes and Nick Saban unpack that for us, JT, because I, I, I think, I think we got to draw a line in the sand, right? Draw a line in the sand in the sense that there's two ways to move forward and get better. And one way to get better is do more of what's good. Another way to get better is do less of what's bad and holding you back. Correct. And I think for, for, for me, it's the, the self-awareness for me was the, to stop doing the bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to do the good stuff and I was being, I was doing decent. Then, you know, you have your weekend and you, you derail the train and then it takes three days to get back on it. You know, uh, that was the biggest thing for me. It was just like when we had the uh, coaching matters foundation uh, uh, thing at the ABCA that you put on for us. Uh, you asked me at the end of the night if I had anything to drink because there was literally like a thousand beers ready to go for everybody because that's how we got most of the baseball coaches in, which is a great thing. It's like it's like fishing with worms. I mean, you got you got to bring them in with what they like. So 
I mean, I totally understand. But you asked me, like, did you have anything to drink? I'm like, no. And you're like, why? And I literally, I took a, I took a minute to, to think about it. And I was like, and I, my answer, I still remember my answer was, why? Why do I, like, I didn't need it. There was no, it wasn't going to get me anywhere. It wasn't going to move the needle for me in any positive way. I could, I could have, I could have had one or two and that no, nothing would have mattered. But then I guarantee you I would have woke up with a red recovery score, which I probably didn't anyways from the ABCA because you're up all night and hanging out with everybody. But, but this you know. is real, this is real talk right now, right? This is real talk in the sense of, like, are you making elite decisions with your behavior, and are you making elite decisions around the aspects that you showed up with, you know, your training, your nutrition your mental performance, your occupation. Because again, if you pay attention, like to what these guys are saying, what a Nick Saban is saying, right? If you look at some, some uh, of the elite performers, like what are the things that they do? And I remember, I think I've shared this before on coaching matters. And I'll bring it up again is that, you know, I had a, a player, Justin, who was at Arizona state can name Hunter Bishop was a first round pick of the giants. Like in, I don't know, 2019 or something. He went to the same high school as Tom Brady. So when he gets drafted, he comes over to the house before he goes off to play his minor league baseball season. And I was like, Hey man, you're not in college anymore. You're going to lose some of the structure. You're going to have to be much more disciplined and more independent. Like there isn't a strength coach who's going to be on you all the time. Like you're a professional. You got to lead this thing yourself. And he's like, you know, it's kind of like what Tom was telling me. I'm going to go, who's Tom? He says, Oh, Tom Brady. I go, you know, Tom Brady he goes, yeah, I went to the same high school, both played football at the same school, yada, yada. Uh, he goes, when I got drafted, he texted me and said, Hey, congrats on another Jay Sarah, you know, first round pick. I said, well, when's the last time you talked to him? He goes, in your driveway, five minutes ago. I said, send him a text message. I go, ask him the million dollar question. What's the million dollar question, JT? What do you know now? You wish you knew then. And when he asked that to, to, to Tom Brady, he said, Hunter, as early as you can in your career, find out what's good, find out what's bad. Do more good, less bad. You'll have a great career. But Definitely. the only way we find out what's bad is if I press pause and reflect and ask myself, or if I pay attention and like, there's two types of experience, Justin, what are the two types of experience? Do you remember this one? Expensive and inexpensive. Oh, dominating the day, expensive, inexpensive experience. Thank you, Dr. Rob Gilbert. And we had Chris winter, Dr. Chris winter, who works with about half of every main, every professional sports team, half of major league baseball about sleep science and recovery. And one of the things he said, right? And when you go back through your notes and look at the major takeaways is he said, no electronics in bed, get off your cell phone in bed. You know how many times like People will be on their phone in bed. What happens? You're up all night. What happens? You're on TikTok. What happens? You're wasting time. What happens? You open one email, you read it, you put your phone away, but you can't stop thinking about what you just read because you don't turn this off because you don't turn this off. So at some point, you have to create boundaries for yourself and guidelines. And one of those should be no, no cell phone in bed. Uh, and not taking that from, from, you know, a parent or taking that from me, you're taking that from the, one of the leading sleep researchers in the world who says that if you just don't have your phone in your bed, you're going to get more sleep. If you get more sleep, here comes the compound effect. You get better recovery. You have better energy. You have better performance. You're more likely to make better decisions because you have better energy. You're going to make better decisions on what you do and don't do throughout a day. And now you're starting to make incremental gains in the positive way versus the negative way. So surrounding yourself with talent, I mean, we've had some massive talent on the Coaching Matters program. We've had Steve Wojciechowski, who won a national championship at Duke as a player, as an assistant coach, was a head coach at Marquette. 
We've had, you know, head baseball coach Eric Backage from Michigan, who's now at Clemson. Uh, we've had, you know, uh, the baseball coach who was at Notre Dame, Mick Aoki. I mean, we've had some big-time talent on Coaching Matters. we got Justin Tucker. We're going to have Bill Mosiello. We're going to have Cliff Godwin, who's uh, touring Holland right now with Team USA Baseball. I think coming up we're going to get Mike Bianco, who just won a national championship with Ole Miss. You can surround yourself with these talented people by listening to what they talk about. I mean, I've not met Nick Saban, but Nick Saban's had massive impact on my life. So the five people that you hang out with, you don't have to hang out with them in person. They can be in your automobile university. They can be in that inner circle that you listen to, that you read from, and that you work with. Justin, take us through the last talent here, man. The last last thing you talked about, bookending your days, right? Let's do a quick little review. We've got self-awareness. Coaches need coaches. Accelerate your learning curve by surrounding yourself with talent. Let's talk about bookending them those days. Yeah, building your routines to set set yourself up for greatness. I mean, the you know, we talk about a good PM sets up a good AM. And, you know, that has changed for me majorly with kids. Uh, it used to be this is it was very set in stone. It still is. But sometimes kids decide to be kids. So uh, now with starting with fundraising university, getting out earlier. Uh, on the road, like my bags are packed, my gym bags packed, my my work bags packed. I'm ready to go, and like that's that's one of the things that I have to do now that I didn't have to do before. I could I, I used to be able to come back to the house and have another routine, but now it's changed. So everything's packed and ready to go in the bags. And then what that does is just sets up the AM to where I can go. I literally have my clothes set out. I get dressed. I brush my teeth, and I'm out the door. I grab my pre-workout and I'm out the door and that's the way it goes. And, you know, 4.30 in the morning is early, but when you got to get stuff done, you got to get stuff done. And that's the time, that's the, that's the best time for, for me to get my workout in is at five o'clock. So that's what we do. Um, the biggest thing about the routine is finding the triggers that start that process. You know, there, you gotta have, you gotta have something that gets you going. Uh, for me in the AM, once I get in the car, as soon as I turn the car on, I turn on the Hard 90 by Zach Sorensen. Uh, it's a podcast he does every day. And uh, so on the way to the gym, I have Zach. Listen to him every day. On the way home, once I get that, once I start that, once I start the truck up again, it's uh, Mental Performance Daily by Brian Kane. And that's, that's, when I, that's when I listen to Brian's. So those two main triggers get me two podcasts unless in in a trip that I have to make every day. So setting up your triggers to that once they're easier and you know those, then it just sets the domino effect in place of okay, the trigger happened, I started the car, turn the podcast on. Then I just drive, right? It's it's really it's really easy. But like even when we were in Arizona, I didn't have to drive anywhere. And we were in the, there for the concert the the conference like just because I didn't have that trigger for myself, I caught myself going, I haven't listened to podcasts today, mm. you know? And it's like, okay, but that's how important those triggers are and finding something that kickstarts whatever you need, whether that's a time, a place, a thing, find those, find those triggers to help those, to help those routines start going. And then obviously the less decisions that you have to make, the better. You know, when, when you have, like, like I said, like my clothes are laid out in the morning, my, my pre-workouts laid out, like everything's ready to go. Like I literally have to make zero decisions. The alarm goes off and there's no decisions between there and getting to the gym. Mm. It's already planned. It's already laid out. There's nothing I have to do. 
you keep, don't think about it. You keep mentioning pre-workout and you're getting me all fired up. Like I need to go take, I need to go get a dry scoop right now in the middle of this call. What are you taking for pre-workout? Uh, what am I? Uh, first form, yeah. whatever, whatever there's this. So think, I don't know. Yeah. Ignition. Good one. Dig it. So you're, so you're Matt Johnson, everybody putting your, put inside the chat. This is probably the most important question in the history of coaching matters. Put inside of the chat. What is the pre-workout of your workout? What is the pre-workout of your choice? Mine is dust extreme. If you can find it, they don't even make it anymore. It is absolutely incredible. If it's expired, still take it. All right. So Justin, the thing that you just talked about, right? You Jack had, 3D back in the day. That's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were talking about the trigger sets the routine. Yes, sir. That is a concept I want to hammer down on right now with the time we have remaining. And I want to go into some questions uh, or takeaways from our, from our, our group members here. That concept is massive. Triggers start the routine. I want to, I want to organize it in another way. If you're taking notes and I can see Kyle and a couple of the guys on our call here are taking some notes down. I want you to write down B equals MAP it comes from the book, tiny habits by BJ Fogg. Who's a professor at Stanford. JT, do you know what B equals MAP stands for? Behavior. Let's go. B E is event, right? Uh, no, B equals M A P. B um, equals map. Good. All right, cool. So we'll unpack this because it's the same thing as a trigger. Behavior equals motivation plus ability plus prompt. Prompt and trigger. Q, whatever you look at in research, they're going to use one of those three words. So behavior, what you want to do on a consistent basis, Justin going to the gym listening to those two podcasts. Let's run that through B equals map. If you understand B equals map, you will be able to make and break the behaviors that you want. And if there's a breakdown, look back at B equals map and you'll find out why. So behavior equals MAP, motivation. Justin, why are you motivated to go to the gym in the morning? Because if I want to, if I want to preach excellence to anybody else, I better be excellent myself. Amen. And that starts what, with your physical appearance. And what does energy when you're building that in the morning, what does that do for you the rest of your day when you work out in the morning like that? I'm ready to go. There's no grogginess. It's gone. Sharp, focused, and energy is contagious, and yours becomes worth catching because you've invested in you first. So the motivation is there because you do realize, we all realize, we're all, if you're on this call and you're in sales, you're a sales athlete. If you're in corporate America, you're a corporate athlete. If you're a parent, you're a parental athlete. Like if you're in this and you use your body for anything, you move, you stand up, you walk, you are on a Zoom call, you are an athlete and a performer. So you first have to maximize that energy and that ability to go all day because that's what it's going to take and it takes what it takes. Motivation is there. Just an ability. Uh, how far is the gym from your house? Five minutes. So the ability to go to the gym, ability to go to the gym, are you driving or running there? I'm driving. Pretty easy. I got and everything else. Yeah. Pretty easy to get there. The three mile run. I've done it before. So the motivation is high and the ability is low. Here's what I mean by ability. How difficult is it to get started? Right. So yeah. if the motivation is high and the ability, like it's not hard to get started, then you're most likely going to be able to do it. But you need the prompt. And the prompt for you is you wake up, you get dressed, you get in the car, you take your pre workout, you get listen to the podcast, you go. So if let's say, let's say your behavior is, I want to study the nine steps of action selling. Justin, why would someone be motivated to study the nine steps of action selling or a process that you want to learn? Just so you have it by, by memorization, because if, if you know it and you can teach it, then you're going to be able to use it at a higher level. So now the ability to memorize the nine steps of action selling, where is that on a scale of one to 10? 10, super hard. I don't know if I can do this. Zero, so easy. A kid could do it. Depends on the strategy used. 
Okay. And then, so for you, what would you say in terms of what, what's going to be harder for you? Memorizing yeah. action selling or driving to the gym? Memorizing action selling. Okay. So it's a little bit harder, right? So the motivation has to be there. If the ability is too hard, we're less likely to do it. But what's your prompt? When during the day do you study action selling? I don't have a trigger and I should. I've got it done. It's in my habit share, but I don't have an actual trigger for it. So when you look at the things in your habit share, and this is all of us, what we do consistently, there's going to be a prompt or a trigger. Maybe it's my morning routine. Maybe it's getting in my car. Maybe it's when I'm in the shower. Maybe it's when I get home. Maybe it's when my kids go to bed. Maybe it's when I'm on a run. If it has a trigger, you're going to be infinitely more likely to do it. If there isn't an intentional trigger or a prompt, it's going to be inconsistent. So ask yourself, what's the behavior you want to do and what's a prompt you're going to use to get there? Let's go into the chat. Let's learn from our audience here, right? Because success leaves clues. And this isn't about information. This is about inspiration and action. You don't come to these coaching matters calls because you want information. You come to these calls because you want strategies you can take and use. We're very intentional about the guests we bring on here, sharing strategies that you can use. So I want you to, in the chat, please post what's a, what is a prompt and a behavior? So like, uh, for example, a prompt and a behavior would be when I, when Justin, when I get in my car to go to the gym, I listen to the hard 90. When I get in the car to go home, I listen to mental performance daily for me. When I get in bed on my nightstand, I have my MVP process, my vision board, my perspective poster. I grab those. I look at them. It's like five minutes. Not even, I look at that and then I put them down and I grab a book. The book I'm reading right now is called boundaries. So I have that stuff on my nightstand. So the trigger is I get in bed. The prompt is I reach over and grab my vision board and I grab my perspective poster and I grab my MVP process and the book I want to read. That's why, and I have a prompt. When I'm going to bed, my phone is plugged in in the office. It's not going in the bedroom. So I want someone to, if you would, post inside of there. What is your prompt in the behavior that it starts? Let's take a look here. Nicholas, when I'm making my bed, I call success hotline on speaker. They That's a great one. Right. Making the bed call success hotline, making, making coffee. How many, like you make coffee. What do you do? I make coffee. I scroll mindlessly on social media. How about when you make coffee, you get on the floor and do as many pushups as you can. How about when you're making coffee, you send someone a, a text message uh, that you're grateful for gratitude. Coffee will taste a lot better. I'll tell you that. Beautiful. Uh, Kyle Rath, let's pull you in here, man. I can see you here on the call. Thanks for being with us, Kyle. Kyle, if you would join us. Kyle, what's a prompt that kickstarts a behavior for you? Um, when I get home out after uh, out and about trying to sell, um, just look over my notes, and that reminds me to talk to um, Dave, which is my uh, – he's, he's our owner. Yep. So – just, he's like my accountability partner. So I know when I look at my notes, I look over everything. And I got to, I got to bounce it off somebody. So just get his insight. Love that. So, so trigger, you get home. What's that? That's a trigger for you or a prompt for you to behavior. Look at my notes, looking at your notes is a trigger and a prompt for a behavior to call Dave and break it down and learn from the day. There you go. You're doing it without even necessarily knowing you're doing it. Right? So that's, that's one of the things that we want to build into our day-to-day -day behavior is our triggers. Whatever behaviors you want, set that trigger. That's going to be massive. Randy Bolton flushed the toilet, two pull-ups. How about this? I uh, Or two push-ups. I had a pull-up bar, right? When I started to train 2016 for Ironman Arizona, I was at the gym. I hired a coach because you need a coach. And he's like, hey, Brian, your swim technique is awful. I'm like, coach, I don't know how to swim. I wasn't breathing in the water. I was doing this number. He goes, we got to work on your lat strength, work on your ability to do that. He goes, hey, can you do pull-ups? I said, yeah, I can do a couple pull-ups. Let's go over. A couple. Literally, I've struggled to do two. 
And he's like, you know, you got to swim for about an hour and a half. You're going to need to do a lot more than two pull-ups. So, okay, what do you got for me? He goes, stop at Walmart on the way home, buy one of those over-the-door pull-up, put it in your bathroom. He says, every time you walk in the bathroom to brush your teeth, to shave, to use the bathroom, on the way out, do a set of pull-ups. So literally, I would go in. If I was on a phone, I'd put the speaker phone down. I'd jump on the thing, hit, hit one pull-up or so. And then he's like, in the second week, he goes, jump up and hold on to the pull-up bar and then let yourself fall down slowly, like doing a negative concentric, right? Or eccentric, whichever one it is. Doing a negative. And I got stronger with pull-ups. Not because I was repping out a ton of pull-ups every day in the gym, but just because I was going to the bathroom a lot because I was hydrated. So <laughs> you got to figure out what is the thing that's going to work for you to develop the skill that you need, the skill that you want. Uh, comments, please, if you would, in the chat. What was your biggest takeaway from Justin Tucker today? Uh, and then, Justin, I'm going to come back to you with a question. Okay, as there people are posting their biggest takeaway from today with you, I'm going to come back to you with a question of if you could remove the hat of everybody on this call and plant one seed inside of their brain that would germinate that they would take with them, it's that one big idea from you. I'm going to let you think about that for a minute as people are posting their big takeaway from today because I'd like to take a minute to, again, say thank you to Fundraising University for sponsoring Coaching Matters in our call this evening. I'd like to congratulate them on their updated ranking of number 79 on entrepreneurs list of new and emerging franchises for 2022. It's an amazing accomplishment. There's over 6,000 franchises competing for that and fundraising. You came in at number 79. Won't be long before they crack that top 50, top 10 and become the number one franchise in the world. With that said, Fundraising University is looking to add franchise owners as well as corporate sales reps who would like to transition into franchise ownership in the future. Fundraising University is looking for people who are self-starters, competitive, coachable, organized, and can show empathy to the student-athlete experience. Fundraising University will choose select individuals to partake in a 12-month development program where they will teach you how to become a business owner all while being supported with a monthly income, the training that you need, and the resources you need to become a fully engaged business owner. Now, if you're interested, I'm going to post a link inside of the chat. Go ahead and click on that chat. And what that's going to do when you click on that chat is give you the opportunity to schedule an introductory call. So go ahead and click on that if you're interested in joining the mission with Fundraising University. As we're going back through here, uh, listening to what people's feedback was today, Ron, coaches need coaches. Alex, thanks for being with us. Be more intentional with your triggers and prompts. It's how you're going to get to where you want to be with the behavior. Coach Lovell talking about success leaves clues. Nick, coaches need coaches. Mike Mangus, man, it takes what it takes. Coaches need coaches. And... I love Kyle talking about really focusing on the one thing you want to get better at and attacking it. Don't bounce around. Singular focus. Not forever, but maybe it's a month. Maybe it's three months. You find out what that time frame is for you. You master the skill, and we go to work. Justin Tucker, man. Yes, sir. You, we had some adversity tonight. Computer sharing. What time are we doing the call? One word. What would you say? Good. Exactly. Good, right? We make adversity our advantage. We eat obstacles for breakfast. And Justin, thank you for getting us kicked off here, JT, with Coaching Matters season number two. You can to remove the cap of everybody who's on the call. Kyle, I can see you got a hat on. Let's remove that real quick. Because JT is about to plant the seed. Kyle, I'm bringing you in here. Hang on. I'm going to pin this real quick. Let's go. JT, you got the hats off from Kyle and I. You're planting a seed in their number one takeaway. What do you got? You have no idea when or how you will influence the people around you and people you may not even know that you are influencing. Live day by day so that you are the influence and the 
and the projection of what you want each day so that they can be the better, be better for themselves. Like the butterfly effect, man. Butterfly flaps its wings in Malaysia. We have a hurricane over here in Florida. Never know how that's going to happen. You drop a rock in the middle of a lake, those ripples go out. JT, love that. Thanks for being with us. Kyle, thanks for taking the cap off and letting that seed sink in. If everybody here in our Coaching Matters community, thanks for joining us here. Looking forward to getting you on our next call. And thanks again for being here. Let's not count the days. Let's make the days count. It's a great day to dream big. It's a great day to raise more. Let's go dominate every day. Thanks for being here, everybody.